Welcome to B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. Meet Bonnie. She's from Oklahoma. Where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. A meteorology major and loves to chase. Meet Bobby. He's from Oregon. Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got it, boss. Oregon AMS vice president and a former TV weather producer. It's B Squared. Let's talk weather. Welcome into another edition of B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby from Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. And Bonnie, you, uh, let's start with some personal news because you did something pretty cool this week. You bought a house. I did. I closed on Friday and I moved in Friday slash Saturday and I've been unpacking since. So <laughs> How, how's that going for you? Uh, it's been good. Um, there, I, have way too much stuff i just i don't even know how i got all this stuff but i'm making it work (laughs) right so when they hand you the keys what went through your head uh like so much stuff so much stuff i was excited i was nervous i was like oh my god i just signed my life away for 30 years but it's fine but you know my mom went through my head like it was just a very large mixed bag of emotions oh sure I, I totally, I totally bet that's the case. And, you know, me personally, I'm super proud of you. You're one of my good friends. And when you posted that on uh, the picture, I believe it was on Instagram. I was like, oh, she got the house. Yeah. And I knew that you were in the process of buying a house, but you know, just to have it finally happen was just super cool. And so I'm so super proud of you. I know all of our listeners are proud of you. I know your family's proud of you. Your sister's got to be stoked because now she has a place to come and hang out with you. So that's got to be good. <laughs> Well, thanks. I appreciate it. I appreciate the support and the love. Hey, we got you. We got you. But before you closed on the house and before you moved in, you guys had some exciting weather roll through OKC. Tell me about it. Yes. So most of the week last week was pretty boring, but then like Thursday, just very cold. It was rainy the whole day, very high winds. It was very, like it was dark outside all day, like dark, dark. And it was just... It wasn't heavy rain, but it was enough that when the wind was blowing hard, it made driving really difficult, walking really difficult. And so I'm just glad that happened before I was trying to move. <laughs> right. Because that, that, listen, moving in any type of weather outside of like sunshine and very little wind is already tough enough and add in those ingredients. Uh, you might as well, you know, pay somebody to do it for you. Well, and I always time it for some reason that anytime I've moved, it's either been really cold or it's been really rainy or it's been really windy and cold. And like, and I think it's because once you do it once, that's when your year is up for your lease. You know what I mean? And so the first time you do it in the cold season, that's just when it always ends. And so, so all my friends are like, I'm really glad that it was nice weather and not crappy weather like it normally is. (laughs) Well, you know, when you move, it, it's already tough enough because, you, like you said, you're dealing with so many things. And you're just like, just please, just give me like five hours where it's not raining or not cold or windy or, you know, just something where it's just normal so we can get all the stuff inside. Don't have to worry about wet boxes and, you know, things slipping. So uh, I'm really glad that you were able to, you know, have all the fun, exciting weather before it happened. Um, up here in Oregon, it had been pretty calm for the most part. We're making a pretty big uh, transition into our stormy season. Uh, most of the week, it was sunny. Uh, not, not a lot of, you know, anything happening. It was just kind of clear and cold. Um, no snow in the area, anything like that. We got our first real true winter storm that kind of came up the coast. 
Um, I want to say maybe Wednesday and Thursday, um, wind was blowing around pretty good. Uh, finally got some rain in here, so that's great. But now we're sitting on this uh, storm, and we'll talk about it when we get into our forecast coming up. But uh, we're looking at you know a, a true real winter storm, finally the first one to impact the area. So uh, things are finally starting to get exciting up in the Pacific Northwest, and we're very thankful because it's been way too boring. Well, ours is looking boring for the next while, so hopefully something pops up here in the next couple weeks because – Nothing here, just calm and decent temperatures, so. Right. You know, it's funny, and you look at the map across uh, most of the U.S., there's not a whole lot going on. Some areas have had some snow showers and a couple, you know, little storms have dropped out of the north, but uh, it's relatively quiet, which is okay because we're going to get into this pattern uh, where it looks like, again, a ridge of high pressure over the west coast in some areas uh, down around Arizona, the Four Corners. And it looks like this huge trough is getting ready to rebuild and dip down into the Midwest. Um, and we're going to see a lot of cold air coming in out of Canada. They're saying that, you know, as we get toward Christmas, there could be some areas that are experiencing like record cold. Uh, and other areas are saying, oh, you know, it's actually not going to be too bad. It's going to be somewhat moderate. So um, it's way too early. And we'll talk about it next week, the chances for, you know, a quote unquote white Christmas. But Bonnie, when you look at it, you know, I, I think it's okay. You know, we, we talk about, especially through the summer, man, you know, there wasn't a whole lot happening. I think for winter, if you get a one or two break or one or two week break, like in the action, I think that's a good thing because it kind of gives people a chance to, okay, get everything you need to get done for the season and then, you know, go ahead and crank it up. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree. And especially around the holidays, like it'd be better to have just decent weather because sure. everyone's traveling and shopping and blah, blah, blah. And so it's like, just how about a break around those times that way, at least the holidays go smooth because they're already hectic anyways. So, right. My brother uh, just got home yesterday from the Turks and Caicos islands. He was down there on his honeymoon. He was there for 10 days oh. and he was, you know, showing pictures, crystal clear water. And he goes, they're really cool. Those a couple of days where, and he's not a weather geek by any stretch of the imagination. I'm definitely the weather geek of the family. My twin sister's into it. My younger sister makes fun of us, but she loves it. Um, and he goes, no, it was really cool. Cause we saw these really cool thunderstorm clouds off in the distance. And I understood it was in the tropics, you know, we're outside of hurricane season, but he goes, I can totally understand and see how these storms like bubble up really quick. Uh, especially when you're in the tropics, because you know, you have, all this water that's available, it's all very warm. It's very humid. And he goes, just a little bit of heating. And he goes, it's not uncommon at 8 a.m. You see a thunderstorm pop up. And they're there all day long. And they eventually die out when the sun goes down. So he was saying that was just really cool. But I'm sitting there. I'm like, you know, my brother's in the tropics. My twin sister went on her wedding anniversary trip to uh, Timberline Lodge, which is in the Mount Hood National Forest. Um, Timberline Lodge is where they filmed part of the horror film The Shining. And so when they were up there on, I want to say it was early last week, um, it was kind of a blizzard. There was a little storm that had moved through and was dumping a lot of snow and pretty brisk winds. So my twin sister's in a hot tub with her husband. It's 20 degrees outside. It's a blizzard. They're the only ones out there, and they're loving it. And my brother and his new wife are in Turks and Caicos where it's 85 degrees and bright blue sunshine. And my sister was like, yeah, it's a complete opposite of climates. And I sat there and was like, you know, it's true. You're, you know, fourth, you know, what I'd have to do the math, maybe 2,500 miles apart. And you're experiencing both ends of it. But 
That's how great weather is because no matter where you are, you can go somewhere different and you get the exact same or exact different result. Yeah. And it just kind of depends on where weather masses are, are exactly. hitting. Exactly. This is the bottom line. So it's just, yeah, it's just crazy. And it that happens here in the U.S. where mm-hmm. we'll be getting a blizzard and then just a few states south down in Louisiana, they're having a tornado warning at the same time. And so it's just you know, relatively speaking, that's close. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, we, as you, you know, know this better than I do, but when you're studying air masses and you're looking at, you know, air masses overtaking another one, um, it can be as different as, you know, say a hundred mile difference or as little as maybe half a mile difference. Um, we talked about the week before, um, and you just made the reference there where, you know, you have a blizzard in upstate Kentucky, and then just two counties over, there's an active tornado warning. Yeah. And the difference... And just, that's where the line is. You can see yeah. where the line of the hot and cold air and whatever, and, like, it's just, it's, to me, that's fascinating. And it happens on a micro level as well. Sure. Like, there'll be, you know, we've all seen the video of that IHOP where people are looking out one window and it's dry, and out the other window and it's raining, and so it's... You know, it just, it's fascinating to see that, to see exactly where that line is drawn. Right. And I know that I've asked you about this, especially when you're, you know, out storm chasing stuff, looking at, you know, the cold, the cold front coming through or a gust front where you can actually see the change coming. I've only seen one actual cold front, like visually representate, represented. Um, I was moving back home from college in gosh, 2002 at the university of Oregon, um, I had left, I'd finished in winter term. So I'd packed up my apartment, was coming back and I had one more trip to make. So I was on my way from Portland back down to Eugene and the cold front had already come through Portland during the night. And it was a very slow mover. I mean, the thing was maybe moving 20 miles an hour. So woke up, you know, around 8am, got in the van, headed to Eugene. And by the time I got South of Salem, uh, about maybe 40 miles north of Eugene, literally it was a very thin band of clouds, but you could tell like something wasn't, you know, it, it didn't look right. And mm-hmm. so you drive, you know, in the cold air and then all of a sudden out into the warmer air, it's a little bit warmer. Uh, and I had stopped and I wanted to just kind of wait for the scene to overtake me just to see what it was like. Quick little band of clouds. Um, it looked very much like what you see in the Midwest when there's the air mass change. And it was spitting a little bit of snow, and that was it. And then all of a sudden, the temperature went from 43 degrees down to about 37 degrees. And you're like, okay, the cold front just passes. I I see this, and I get that visual representation. So that, to me, was really cool just to finally see that. But, you know, you're right. It's just the difference of it could be a mile, could be two miles, could be several hundred miles. But, you know, especially in winter, especially in the United States, it's cool that you get to see this shift so dramatically. And a lot of the time people catch it on camera and it's, it's super impressive. And I, I love being in that. And one of my favorite things is, is when severe weather's on its way, like a pretty strong storm is coming and that gust front hits you first. And right. there's been several times I've been out driving or I've been, I was tailgating one time and you could see it coming off in the distance like you could just see it coming and then when it hits sometimes it is just so powerful and it's just like it's the it's the storm just taking a big deep breath basically and right 
and I just think that is so cool. And I'm freaking out. And everyone around me is like, you are such a freak. And I'm like, I can't help it. <laughs> well, you don't understand. This is what, this is what I live for. Um, exactly. uh, we got to see a gust front uh, off of a cluster of thunderstorms this summer. Uh, and it was really cool. And again, I'm so thankful that, you know, you have a radar system that picks up, you know, air particle changes because you can see these on radar. And man, I you and I talked about a lot about how cool it was. And there were so many storms this year that had these really cool gust front signatures and you could just follow them. But man, I watched this, this storm die at least 50 miles away and you could just watch this gust front. And within two or three minutes of a last, you know, radar, you know, sweep, um, you knew it was close. And also the wind starts picking up and it's a complete directional change. There's a change in temperature, Okay. Uh, change of humidity and all of a sudden everything around you is falling. Um, we had little baby pine cones flying all over the place. Uh, tree branches snapping. And this gust front, uh, by the time it was done, had extended at least over 100 miles. And everybody, you know, had was recording the same thing. It wasn't dying out. And that, to me, was really the kind of cool thing. You know, the initial wind speed when the, when the thunderstorm had kind of died off and it created that gust front. You know, it just it propagated all the way out and it didn't really lose steam until it reached uh, the coast range. And at that point, you know, it had gone over 100 miles and, you know, the speeds were down a little bit. But still, to be able to follow it on radar and to see it in person was just one of those cool things. You're like, OK, I get it. You know, this is this is what happens. And we don't see it a whole lot in the northwest. I know you guys see it a lot more in the plains. But uh, when you have those opportunities to see those things, you really take notice because it is really cool to see. Exactly, exactly. And you're right. The fact that it is, you know, detectable on radar is even cooler because it's just that little thin blue line yep. that's out ahead of that storm. And most people just don't know what that is. But yeah, to, to pick up that little extra line of strong winds is amazing to me. It really is. And, you know, again, I, I, I love winter for, you know, reasons of, you know, snow and ice and freezing rain. And trying to put the puzzle together, but just mm -hmm. having even that, because I mean, you still see that, you know, in, you know, non thunderstorm situations where you can track a cold front, you know, on radar because it's putting out its wind, it's moving air around. And so, again, just the technology is is super cool. And so that's why I love, you know, looking at radar, especially during the winter to try and pick out little features here and there uh, because it's detectable and, you know, it's information. And again, that's huge. So. Uh, for me, it's all part of telling the story, but you know, we got forecasts that we need to give out for Oklahoma. So I'll let you go first. What do you guys have coming up? Oh, you know, just, it's just going to be chill. Um, for the next week, it's highs in the fifties, lows in the thirties or forties. Um, one day next week we have a small chance of some rain, but nothing huge, which this is kind of common. We have long periods in the winter where it's just the same temperature for weeks at a time. And then okay. finally something will happen, you know, a low pressure will come in or whatever and a change will happen. But sometimes we just get in this little boring period, but it'll change. Just got to wait it out. Well, that's good up here. It's uh, the complete opposite. We're looking at a pretty big winter storm making its way uh, on shore tomorrow and into tomorrow night. Um, as we were talking about before we started taping, uh, there's flood warnings that are already up for several local rivers in the area and a couple streams. Uh, we're looking at three to six inches of rain falling in the hills, 
uh, one and a half to two and a half inches here in the inland valleys. Uh, we're looking at possible uh, really strong winds in the valleys. We get winds out on the Oregon coast all winter long. It's no big deal. You know, if, if winds aren't gusting above um, or aren't sustained above hurricane force, it's really not a big deal. Um, and so this is kind of the first big storm. So everybody's kind of freaking out like, oh, my gosh, winds are going to be huge. Yes, out on the coast they will be. But it's, you know, it's pretty typical. They know how to handle it. Um, high surf advisory is out for, you know, waves over 40 feet that are coming crashing ashore. So if you're a photographer, you head to the beach this weekend and this week because you're going to get some really epic pictures um, on the inland valley wind side. Uh, looked really quick this morning at, at the Euro gust forecast for the area um, has some gusts in the Portland metro area somewhere around 50 miles an hour which is a big deal uh, the ground is kind of saturated from these last two little storms that haven't dumped a whole lot but enough that you know they're worried about some trees coming down uh, power lines coming down as well so we have to watch out for that so if we do get winds that are gusting into 50 mile an hour range it it, it does some damage and you know, some power will be knocked out. So hopefully it's not too bad. Um, I would like to see winds that strong and I'd like to see sustained winds that strong for a while because it makes for a more fun storm and it gives me something to do since I can be outside with an anemometer and, you know, do Facebook live videos and other random stuff about me being a storm chaser. So, um, that's what we're looking at the first run after that, a couple more series of storms come in. Um, nothing too serious on that end. It's all going to be now about how much rain falls and how much snow we can build up in the uh, Cascades because it's all about building that snowpack. Our ski resorts are a little bit hurting. They haven't had a whole lot of snow to start with. But uh, if they can get a couple chairs up and running and get to full operation, I think everybody will be happy. And then uh, we turn our attention to next weekend where everybody's starting to travel for Christmas. So, uh it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But, yeah, we got a couple active storms coming your way. Bonnie, I hope we can send one to you because I know you don't like boring weather, but uh, we will see what happens. Yeah, please send some of that our way. We deserve it. We've earned it. We y yes, you have. <laughs> a after the great forecast bust of last week, yes, you do. Yes. Yes, we deserve a little redemption. So <laughs> that, that is so true. Well, we will officially wish you guys a Merry Christmas next week on our Christmas edition of B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. But I am Bobby from Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye.